0: Hello, welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean. Here. Hey. Here. <laughs> here in, Julian Dean in bed. <laughs> do you remember when, um, do you remember the Big Breakfast when Paulie Yates used to do that in-bed interview? Oh, yeah. You should start, you should start doing video ones, Zoom ones of them to see you in your bed.
1: It's where she met Michael Hutchinson, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Thought, have you ever watched that interview?
1: Yeah. It's fucking
0: amazing. Like You can see the sexual tension between the two of them. You could tell that they were just going to... And gonna between ask. me watching it. <laughs> but you could tell they were just going to get it There was sexual tension
1: between the three of us.
0: <laughs> um, but anyway, welcome back to this week's episode. We're joined They're by... both Rave. dead. That's a shame, isn't it? Uh, cheers, cheers for bringing that up, mate. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they are. It's really sad. I also... I'm, I was... You know, I, I liked Paulie Yates. I thought she was very good on the well, stuff she, she did. Great. But Michael Hutchence is one of my all-time favourite uh, men for a band. I, um, I, I used to listen to... A bit Jim morrison wasn't he? In looks, but not in style. You know, he had an amazing voice. I need you tonight. Like, I've never forgiven uh, Oasis for, or Noel Gallagher for what he said about uh, Michael Hutchence at the Brit Awards. Did you ever say that?
1: Yeah, what did he say again? It Basically, has
0: been. It has been. Shouldn't be given an award to the future or something like. Basically, yeah, just, that was it. Yeah, and you could see, you know, and that bear in mind. Don't get me wrong. Up I, up I like Oasis' music. Yeah, they were trying to be fucking like Manchester lads, you know what I mean? But yeah, they need like Noel Gallagher. Is, I wouldn't speak about him in the same breath as Michael Hutchins. Michael Hutchins, I think, was a you know a god of you know if you, every he had everything you think of when you think of a like a lead man in a band Noel gallagher can sort of have play play average guitar and write catchy songs but good tunes it. though good tunes oh yeah I grew, oasis was seminal to me growing up but I, now i'm older i don't look but i look back more fondly on nxs than i do on oasis i think they've aged way better oasis's music now sounds like you're listening to the 90s right yeah whereas NXS, i think is a much more timeless music I listened you know. to that
1: Masterplan concert in Albert Hall on lockdown. It made me want to start a band, though, man. Yeah, yeah. So good, the orchestra, the harmonica.
0: Mm. I've been, yeah, like, I mean, I, I've had that thought a couple of times recently. Like, I've just been playing guitar a bit because playing it to um, my newborn child, she seems like, really it's interested why in she's it. she's crying. <laughs> um, but no, she's really keen on it. Like she. Because, you know, apparently it's a very good developmental thing for them because they hear music, but they don't understand what's happening. Whereas when you play guitar in front of them or any instrument, they can see where the music's coming from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's actually they can put two and two together. So I've been playing her a bit of music, trying out some good? new songs on her. <laughs> just... <laughs> <laughs> Does she like them? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, just, I sort of just um, play anything really. Just
1: I used to play classical music for, um, well, Ren mainly when she was younger. Yeah, like a baby, baby. When I'd look after her, just yeah. put some classical on. It's good, it's supposed mate. to be good for their brain.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Now she's got the mouth of a builder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, yeah, know but sort of. That's a not a. That's a, that's not a bad sign of development. I mean, she's got yeah. broad vocabulary.
1: It's true. Yeah,
0: I'd see the positives of that.
1: (laughs) She could say "fuck off" (laughs) in loads of different ways, (laughs) in loads of different languages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what we're saying is this week's episode. Her mum had
1: to guard me, by the way, of putting those swear word things up. Oh, did she? Not not a, not a big. She just said, oh, "You know, can you can
0: you not do that?" Basically? Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting sold off. Um, but um, for any listeners who haven't watched it, if you go on Julian's social media from what about a month ago, six weeks ago. You yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there's a couple on there. You getting? I mean, she gives you a right old. It's not just the sort of a soft swear word. She really hits you with it, doesn't she?
1: Yesterday, she said to me, "You think you're so hard,
0: but you're not." <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's pretty
0: she funny with me. i mean she has literally summed you up there though. <laughs> she's, she's got you bangs all right i know. There. I
1: was like huh? it's literally your personality
0: type
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're so hard but you're just you're just, you're not that's excellent how old is she seven on about fuck. two weeks ago
0: that's really funny seven year old with that sort of level of she's so of funny, it just really just got you, just like that, summed you up perfectly. <laughs> so true. But anyway, I'm um, the hardest in that house. Yeah, that's the main thing. Um, which is why they moved you out of it. Mate. <laughs> <Which> <laughs> is why I'm not you. in that house. <laughs> they moved you out because they couldn't take how hard you were. Uh, this episode, we're joined by a very funny Fern Brady, comedian, podcaster broadcaster i don't know why i said she's on telly and um she's just an all-round funny person and uh, we chat about loads of stuff um and you're gonna enjoy it that's it in terms of admin before we get on with the episode thanks to all our patrons who have signed up um we've got loads we're of- doing a patron q a patron. sunday at six. Oh, we are this sunday 6 p.m patron catch up on zoom so basically, on the Patreon website, we will put uh, the link so you can click on it, join us for a little, just, you know, hour long chat, really. We've done a few of them. They're good fun. Sort of, it's meant to be a QA, but we end up just having a group chat, don't we? It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's really nice. We've got a nice Get bunch on board, of people. Guys. So yeah, that'll be on Patreon. Become um, part a... of the
1: community. The That's how patrons say you should. Uh... Try and get by, by using phrases like "become part of the community." Oh, really? So I'm going to start saying that.
0: Yeah. Should we turn it into like a cult? That's what we should do. Isn't it? We're be one of that. only Noodles, people. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of how it, how can a billion just, Chinese be wrong? We're all killing ourselves on New Year's Eve this year. That's the plan. Get a big community, all we'll just do ourselves in, mate. Um, let's give a shout Teresh out. Style. Let's give a shout out to all our heavyweight patrons and above. You up for that, Julian? I'm up for that, man. All right, let's do it. Let's say um, a big thank you to these people and to all our other patrons. Um, but this is heavyweight to and all above. All
1: of our patrons, we love you all, and we appreciate. It. And
0: um, thanks yeah. for being part of the community. Um, <laughs> <Pim> the Cat, <laughs> Natalie Staffer, Toby Braithwaite.
1: Timmy Turnips
0: <laughs> Tim
1: <laughs> Timmy Turnips you really,
0: you really went for that Timmy Turnips you said it like you were a sort of um, that's, a, that's a cool director. name I mean it's definitely
1: not your name Timmy Turnips that's but, his real name so. there
0: but don't say it because that's his email address and you, you've done that before and I better bleep it out oh yeah um, Steve Stark S-
1: <laughs> I can't on. see his surname. I can't see his it's surname. Stephen Geary. Why am I emphasising surname
0: like that? <laughs> Wait, why don't you just say the name they've said? Oh, st-
1: oh yeah, okay. S- Sing it, don't say it. That's it. Some people
0: have put pseudonyms on. Simon Freer.
1: Sophie's an excellent singer, by the way. Check her out. Sing it, don't say it on Instagram. Um, Simon. Sharon Miller. Ronan Quinn.
0: Robert Fruit. That's definitely a pseudonym, isn't it? That's not... Rajan that. Sharma. Michael Scully. Big up, Michael Leslie. Big up, May Yen. Big up, our crew. Liam Mintz. <laughs> Liam Mintz. Uh, Liam, just another Liam, but this one has not gone for a meat-based surname. Laura. Kelly Taylor.
1: Katie Funnel.
0: Uh Katie. This is the one you always struggle with.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got it. Kate
0: Apostolov. That's it. Joe Hawks.
1: James O'Donovan.
0: Ewan Gregory.
1: Ed Clues. Doug.
0: Daniel Marshall. This is Seri, isn't it?
1: Seri, yeah. That's
0: good. I like that name. I'm now Seri does read
1: tarot cards. Yeah, I can see that from
0: her email address. I was going to say, should we give it out so she can... Get some tarot readings, but I don't know if she'd be comfortable. I'll give
1: that. out a full address. It's fourteen Not really. <laughs> Cameron Primrose,
0: Brett. Oh, that's your favourite mate.
1: Billy Big Ball Bricknalls. Billy Sapney Big Brub. Balls Daddy, <laughs> Daddy Bricknalls.
0: <laughs> um, Andrew,
1: Adam Ackerman, Sam Henning, Ryan Hibbert, Ross Clark. Rachel Napier, Lisa Gold Lisa Gold Jodie Faulkner
0: and Emma Taylor Emma Taylor there we go that's our heavyweight patrons and above thank you for uh, being part of the gang and um, yeah any other business before we just get on with the episode I don't think so
1: no just um, 6pm Sunday 6pm Sunday if you want to be involved patron.com slash two
0: vegan idiots yeah easy link up link it's up easy, mate. podcast link up enjoy this episode two vegan idiots hey welcome back to two vegan idiots carl donnelly here julian francis dean and guest uh oh sound you look like you're in a cupboard i'm in cupboard have you had to set up a sort of sound studio during lockdown
2: exactly that yeah this has become a podcasting studio because it's the best place it's a cupboard under the stairs so it's like the best place in my house um for sound and me and my friend Alison started a podcast during lockdown and very funny Alison
0: spittle yeah yeah she, she's they, really uh, funny
2: uh yeah she's amazing and they make it sound like we're in the same room together so that's been really good
0: yeah we used to, to be we used to be in the same room julian back do in remember, the day. do you remember sharing of rooms <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if once everything's actually back to normal are we going to start being in the same room again i have not we've not I mean, discussed we could, this we, i mean we could do that now couldn't we i mean we could i mean not it's, for this if anything episode. it's pure laziness that we haven't even mooted the fact that we could just record it as normal yeah We'll we'll I've not, yeah. not done
2: gigs yet.
0: I have, yeah. I've done. We do, yeah, We've all. We both done gigs. I've done a we? few, quite a few, yeah. I've done. I've done a handful of open, open air ones, and then I did find. I did top secret this weekend. First, like proper club indoor business, um, which was quality. It was absolutely lovely. I mean, yeah. it's that weird thing where it was so. It felt so normal, even though they've got bloody like, you know, perspex screens between rows. and That wasn't seen, there when it, I did Top Secret. They looked like, like, riot police or well, something. Well, I think the first weekend they opened, this Is still, that stopping sort of, COVID, really? You know what I mean? What, just a big... I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, the thing is, I think that... Really, when I was the there, have down, you done I the indoor it. gigs, Fern?
2: Yeah, yeah, um... I did one at a members club. It was like White City.
0: Oh, White City House, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that one was amazing when I did it in the the old times. But um, this time they they were only allowed twenty-one people in. I heard. I actually weirdly really
0: <laughs> chatted to Clara who runs that gig, and she she was telling me about that capacity, and I thought that is come on, I know eleven acts it on. But it's just because it it's was... like this. Obviously, there's social distancing, and there's. It's just a big room as well. That room that you did a comedy in. But twenty-one people.
2: Yeah, and then I did a I did that Jonathan Ross thing that loads and loads of comedians were doing, which he was just doing to apparently just like cause comedians lost their jobs. They just had as many people as possible. Yeah, nice of him. Um, so I'd done that, and the audience were all wearing masks during the filming.
0: Yeah, that was because I did I did three gigs at the Battersea Arts Centre out in the courtyard.
2: Yeah, um, I was there on Saturday.
0: Yeah, that that one, the audience. That's a nice little space, three. isn't it? <clears throat> but, but they're masked a... up outside,
1: aren't they? In oh,
0: every time at the minute, every time we record a podcast, So there's, uh, there's a... a <laughs> there's I'm um, gonna take you podcast equipment. <laughs> just you just see him carrying the bed out behind me while I'm like, Hey guys. <laughs> a a chat. Oh, hang on. He has one. I'm the door. screwing the telephone. Snip this bed out back in one set. Um, I've I just, just and, and opened the door for a delivery driver. What have I missed?
2: I told Julian I was going to be ten minutes late recording because I was up baking, and I. But I told you I need the next batch to cook, and then I'll right. come online. And he thought I was stoned, but I right. just. I thought she me. meant
1: hot, like I've been baking oh. and I've got okay, to open oh. up. Oh, oh she right. was, was she been on the weed all night. No, I
0: was. <laughs> <giving> <laughs> but you were doing something same, really, on neighbors. the two all night. Uh, what? <laughs> so on the skunk weed?
2: Cardamom buns.
0: Oh, I love I love a bit of cardamom. I, yeah, I'm I guess like,
2: they would be easy to make vegan.
0: Yeah, yeah. So but it's I will to. say and this is probably the most n- niche sort of cooking reference that and it, but cardamom is a very like do you use did you use ground cardamom or did you use cardamom pods?
2: So I used to use cardamom pods and that was a bollock. I've since been using ground cardamom. It's not the same.
0: No. Cardamom pods are uh, much better but they're so like you get you we know, go one too many and it's game over the whole world smells of cardamom like they're sort of the most powerful like space
1: well, that's i, had, what ri- I like, had rice krispies at 3am that- <laughs> i was gonna say this just, sort I of, think like, a conversation Julian
0: is not gonna be uh diving in
1: with <laughs> i did have, i did i do um have sorin bread at the moment is that cool, straight out of the pack, Sorry <laughs> in bread, mate. Another great story.
2: Have you not <laughs> um, been cooking anything in lockdown?
0: Um, jacket
1: potatoes and stuff Fox like that. sick. That's
0: healthy. Has the, has, Julian's whole cooking repertoire at tea is a uh, is like a sort of that. It's like very, I'd say, eighty. Like I'm just camping 90s. every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you know, you've got like a sort of nineties student. Uh, Cookbook I do vibe. I do
1: um, hit a lot of takeaways, though, like too many. Yeah. Like nice, like dirty vegan. Have you had that? No. Where's that? It's fucking good, man. Um, it's just like a mixed bean wrap and just fake chicken
0: stuff. It's, it's tasty, man. Yeah, mate. Um, is anyway. bacon a thing you took up during lockdown, though?
1: So? No.
2: Uh, it's something I've done for a while. It's such time. a wholesome
1: um, thing to do. I'd like to get into that. It's just... Might start um, with toast, Test, <laughs> test, test
0: the water in the oven just cook it in the <laughs> oven just test it out uh
2: no i tried to i actually quit it because i got so fat during lockdown um and i was like maybe if you didn't because when i bake stuff i feel like i have to eat all the stuff after because i'm so proud of well, it yeah, you
0: can't like if you're baking say cupcakes or something or even if it's a full-size cake you can't make a tiny one or you can't make two cupcakes just one little yeah. cupcake yeah, in the you end up the making oven? a batch of cakes and then you know you could have gone yeah, and yeah, given to the 40. Na- your neighbours. 40?
2: Yeah, go. but I, I made... Jess Vosterke going to come and pick them up after this because she lives a, a couple of streets away. Then, bizarrely, I made friends with um, my neighbours during the... I say bizarrely because I never thought I would talk to people in London <laughs> outside the comedy. I, saw, I was
0: actually going to... Because I saw you... You, 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 um, you did a tweet about that at, at some point. The, b- the
2: bread thing? What was that? Oh, this is the maddest thing that happened. Well, no,
0: I just remember I saw saw a tweet recently where you talked about London, uh, how unfriendly London is. I've I've always thought. Forgot you're from London. Sorry. No, but no, no, I wasn't. I didn't take offence by it. I think I always, I've always thought London is quite an unfriendly place. If you didn't grow up, if you grow up here, you actually fuck off. Is it? But you know how to sort of play it you know what i mean like i you know i've i've always known my neighbors and everything wherever i've lived but mm. that's because i'm from london i get the sort of lexicon and the the way the things work rubies. you don't just go straight in like a normal if you move to a nice little village or something you can like move in and knock on their door the day you move in like hi but in london <laughs> you've got to wait it out and feel it out and you've got to wait till something sort of their you to house. well you've got to wait till like yeah there's a crime outside your house and you're all out yeah. watching it talking so there's got to be lead, a purpose lead. to your friendship i think
2: well, we, because we uh, got this house in January and then the neighbours were trying So where, to
1: whereabouts is it? It's Catford. In South Leeds. Catford. Oh, yeah, that's where, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then, right, right, so this is a weird thing that happened during lockdown. I got a message on Instagram from this guy being like, hey, I was listening to you on Richard Herring's podcast or something, and uh, I heard you live in Catford and you like bread, and I've been making sourdough, and you want a couple of loaves. And I was like, yeah, I'd love bread. And I said... um
0: I started to feel drowsy after the first slice.
1: <laughs> well,
0: yeah, my, how do my, you my about was... getting that bread? Because you ain't, like, giving out your address. You end up so, doing, like, uh, a fucking deal said, in a car park. I some food round, stranger. Aldi, Aldi car park meeting. Strange dm with no
1: profile pic.
2: I said, uh, "Where, where, where do you live in Catford?" And he said, "Oh, are they are on this road?" And I was thinking, "That's my road." I and said. then I said, "Well, I will come to you." And then he was like, um, "Okay, it's this number." And uh, I was saying to my boyfriend, "There's this guy offering me free bread," and he was like, "Don't <laughs> take it." And I looked at the number of the house and I swear to God, I looked up from my phone, looked out the window, and it was the house over the road no from me. Way. And I genuinely I thought there was gonna be a man in the window Just holding it. a loaf of bread yeah. <laughs> at Stirring me. a
1: pot. <laughs> Adding some powder. But, um
2: his bread is amazing. It's like fancy
1: can I, I just say, you definitely cool. shouldn't have eaten his bread.
0: No, but I mean, that's, I like that. I, I think that's, you know, you've got to trust people sometimes and then no. the, and the positives Not are out of the yeah. negatives.
2: No, listen. So this guy's bread is outstanding. <laughs> I recommend Not me.
0: Never trust to... me. Well, that? Exactly. I was going to say you can't fucking speak. <laughs> well, I'm speaking DM's from inside the problem. <laughs> sliding into DMs left, right, and centre. <laughs> 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 if people didn't trust anyone, you'd never get a reply, mate. <laughs>
2: Why, what does Julian send to people? I'm not just
0: a whole watch. lot of
1: whole a whole lot sorry. of bread recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't send anything to anyone. But it's then
2: just... I recommended the, the bread guy to Ju- before uh, eleven p.m. <laughs> I recommended him with Jess Foster, and then and then like the word just got out, and now this guy is baking nonstop. And uh, he weren't even a baker at the start of lockdown, but now he's got a little sourdough business. And wow. I just took him some buns there. Nice. Really, this is what hipsters want—is just like exchanging your homemade. <laughs> well, it's food. sort of
0: the the dream world, isn't it? Where rather than money, mm. we just all exchange each other's goods exactly. for no reason other than being nice people. Yeah. But, and is he like, do you reckon, is he, is he, would you be, are you friends with him? Are you friends with him
2: now? He's just a normal guy. Well, it's my neighbour. It's not the guy over the road. You're not hanging
0: out. You're not like going, let's go to the pub for a few beers.
2: No, and I do tend to, because I watch a lot of like bad ITV and BBC dramas. Anytime I'm friends with my neighbours now, I think of it as a trailer of like, it starts off. They were he was such a nice guy. Yeah, to each started, other, started giving me bread. He was so quiet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he cooked sourdough bread. No one no, knew had seventeen I mean, bodies in an acid darker.
0: bath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I've got because I've got next. Uh, basically, my, na- I, my I get on really well. with My neighbours upstairs, uh, the flat upstairs. Uh, downstairs is an old lady who's sort of very. She's very shy and retiring. She's Aww. quite hard to talk to. Upstairs, there very nice. I once had to carry their daughter to their DM front her? door because I found her so shit-faced asleep <laughs> down the road. And the she's old never lady. thanked me for it. No, this is the the daughter of my upstairs neighbours, and oh. when I say daughter, she's not like fifteen or something. She's, I reckon, she's probably mid to late twenties, and still, and she lives there. And I oh, found her fuck. out for the count on the pavement down the road. Oh. So I got her up, and I sort of it was so hard to get her awake, and like, and then I had to drag her, like, basically carry her to her front door. Bang the door until her mum opened, and then sort of got her inside, and then basically she's never ever said thanks. Then you moved in with her. That's how <laughs> <And that's laughs> me and that? Hannah met.
1: <laughs> well, we had a baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> never thanked me, but she did marry me and produce my child. Um, no, but um, but yeah, but next door is the funny one. We've got a, we've got a, a sort of an assisted living house directly next door for men with. Uh, sort of different um I don't, I don't even know how to describe it because none of them none of them have got the same sort of thing you've got ones who are sort of quite severely autistic some have got a yeah. different like you know there's all different reasons they can't live alone or they can they've been sort of no they, they haven't got a support network so it's just this house of they got any madness, rooms available? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they like so they're sort of all they're they absolutely never had any issues but they're quite you get quite a lot of funny um sort of uh noises i remember
1: walking past there with you on mushrooms and we saw a couple didn't we <laughs> yeah there's a couple and i was like
0: i was like there's a lot of drug addicts around
1: here isn't there and you went yeah and then we went we're both on mushrooms man <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah there's one guy so... a right i'll talk to himself in the garden it's quite that's quite fun but but apart from that everyone's very nice and normal Oh,
2: we've got loads of mad people here because there's, um, I think we're next to, well no, I know we are, we're next to lots of like uh, units that people live in when they're just out of mental hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, me and my, this is going to sound like virtue signaling, but it isn't because we don't do it regularly, me and my boyfriend saw... So, I think we were chatting about there's a guy lives in a tunnel near the house and we were like that's a fucking disgrace so then we got some like mars bars and stuff at tesco we put, we put him like, to
0: sleep
1: okay. <laughs> no. we so we've got a stopped,
0: stopped walking by <laughs> via that tunnel home <laughs> so
1: we took another route actually
0: yeah I mean. no, that's not no, we so you bought him some to... supplies
2: well, we got a few chocolate bars and then we were just going to Homeless Lads and going, do you want a Boost, a Mars or a Snickers or whatever? But then we went past one His
1: body's lad. a temple.
2: <laughs> there was one lad and he was driving, um, he drives an imaginary bus up and down mm. Catford Broadway. <laughs> nice. So I said,
1: don't. It's always late as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I said to my boyfriend, don't give him the Mars bar because he'll... He can't take it because he thinks three it's in come the bus.
0: along. Yes, yeah, true. He's at work. You, you wait know? all day he's for an
1: imaginary
2: exactly. bus.
0: <laughs> can't take it. Sorry, I'm on shift.
2: <laughs> yeah. But then I was telling my dad, and he went, No, well, you could have offered it to him, and he would have rolled down the window. Oh, that's, yeah, <laughs> and it yeah, just yeah. kept going. It's yeah. funny. But, right. um, Did you see yeah, um, Gary,
0: Gary Lineker's said he's going to take a, um, a refugee family into his house? You know, well cause, so he cause, should
2: because his house is probably but well, that's massive. it but no
0: but, you know, he's because he always gets that you know whenever he shares anything about um refugees uh he gets all the people going well why don't you fucking let him live with you then like, online he gets all the nutters that are just like, he's like all right <laughs> seem to think that's the only the only way you're allowed to think that refugees shouldn't have to cross the channel on lilo is if you're willing to take them into your spare room apparently um, yeah. otherwise you're not you can't have an opinion of just what buy them thought. a
1: dinghy mate you know what I mean
0: <laughs> but well, and solutions. he's why he came out and said oh I'm going to do it I'm going to take a refugee family which is I think it's is very nice of him but I don't know yeah. if, I don't know if they know what they're in for imagine imagine travelling all the way from Syria for a new life and you end up living with Gary Lineker <laughs> <laughs> <It's> pretty cool <laughs> well I don't know if it is I'd be be like, who's it? this it fucking is generally,
2: guy it is generally rich people that end up taking uh, Syrian refugees in and uh, one of my my mate I'm seeing him in about an hour actually had this thing where he's a Romanian that came to Dublin in the back of a truck basically yeah. and then um uh, these rich people just took him in when he was fourteen, and yeah. now they're basically like his parents. And he goes on skiing holidays with them. He and smashed it. That's that's it. when you oh, luck it's out.
0: Imagine just that. Imagine escaping a country and <laughs> get in somewhere, and then you just sort of get some rich benefactors. Because don't get me wrong, I, I yeah. think Gary Linde is letting him live there. I don't reckon he's. He might end up being their sort of daddy Foster warbucks Dad. sort of character. He,
2: but did you ever read uh, there, was, um, there was a?
0: Huh? What did you say? Being a cuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> did you just said. It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> um,
2: There's a journalist called Lynn Barber. Yeah. And she took in a Syrian refugee and yeah. then it all just went really wrong. So well, it the... sounds like because she's a cunt.
0: Oh, right, okay. There is that fear, though, you know what I mean? It's that thing of. <laughs> Why did it <you> go wrong? <laughs> I what do you know, me, like this? She, well,
2: she was getting annoyed at him She's for, like a cunt. They... <laughs> she, honestly the, I couldn't believe she wrote the article cuz I think she had an idealistic uh, vision of oh, what the it would be like
1: took one in and he trashed her house was it that one
2: he broke her computer <laughs> oh by accident
1: that, count, yeah. that counts. Oh,
2: or he would like enough. come home. He would smoke weed in his room, and she would get annoyed. And it just wasn't <laughs> what she thought it was going to be like.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's the thing as well. Yeah, Sonia. what do you expect if you take in? Like, imagine you take in, like, a sort of eighteen-year-old Syrian guy. He's been travelling
1: around on a Lilo since he was four. He's like, been in like refugee
0: camps for two years. You know I mean? He gets to like, let like, him have a in, spliff, man. He gets to the metropolis yeah. <laughs> of London. <laughs> suddenly he's got. Like, suddenly like he's like this is like he in Wonderland. Essentially essentially and you yeah. then have a go at him that he gets a bit you know he has a few fucking doobies and has a pint yeah it's a bit i get it but like you know i mean she probably thought he'd come in and just spend every day cleaning up so thankful that's probably for, what she thought yeah. you know just constantly just giving her praise for being so lovely <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was there's another journalist for the guardian that took one in and uh that's bad of us say took one in like it's a fucking
1: <laughs> <laughs> took one of, one of <laughs> them, <laughs> them <laughs> lot
2: <laughs> I don't mean let one way. of them
0: into those house
2: <laughs> and uh she, she, she wrote she wrote, what it, <laughs> she wrote what it was like and then the Syrian lad wrote what it was like and he said one thing that I don't understand about British people is why don't they just take off their jeans as soon as they get home jeans are for outside and ever since then my boyfriend has like Left by that. That's
0: a good rule, I suppose. I used to yeah. get loads of shit off people for. I always take my clothes off when I come in. See, I'm not. I've always been, but I I used to be. Not I, like I've naked. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you
2: went. No, no, no. Take your clothes off. Put I on I just a leave my table. thong
0: on. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's a um, breeze. But I used to get. I used to get dressed fully dressed. Like, like you know, even before, like I'd get, in I'd have like house outdoor clothes almost. So I'd get out of bed straight into jeans, trainers, everything. So the moment I got up, I never ever was at any point in any sort of leisure wear for years. Just, yeah, I just me used too. to be really weird, and then I've got
1: so used to tracksuit bombs. But, but that's
0: it. Now I've got the grossest pair of tracksuit bombs. I'm wearing an ironic uh, fleece. Hannah bought me a North Face fleece because I've got a routine about. When you become a dad, you've got to start dressing shit and wearing North Face leather fleeces. sandals. Well, she bought it for me, and I put it on. It's the most comfortable thing I've ever put on my body. Super warm as well. <laughs> <laughs> Have you worn one? They're, honestly, they they're like I've not they're... actually
1: not. I've had a, I tried a North Face jacket on once. Mate, weren't, get the fleece. I, I, it's, a a softest, me, but...
0: it's the softest material you'll ever yeah. touch. And uh, now I just live I went in out Saturday night wear.
1: for a meal and that, and I wore tracksuit bottoms. I just
0: I saw about... you. I saw you in Covent Garden, mate. Um, with your tracky bottoms in <laughs> zone one. Tracksuit <laughs> bottoms. In, you can't wear zone one. Trackies
1: in zone one, mate. Don't
0: get me wrong. I think nowadays fashion has definitely shifted, hasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, That's sort I mean, of that did look hipsters smart. now, you know. There is a thing. I could go out in these. I've got a gross a pair of dreamy, night you know tracksuit I mean? bottoms on, a North Face fleece, and a moustache. If I walked out, people would think that's a decision. You know I mean, they'd be like... <laughs> yeah. You know, an ac- fo- and not an accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: not it a- well-planned. Lazy and stinky. <laughs> that was the fifth outfit change in front of yeah. the mirror.
0: That's the Bam. beauty of the hipster revolution, is that fashion-wise, you can get away with murder nowadays. You used to get yeah. ripped. If you walked into a pub in... The late nineties, early two thousands. Nice jacket. And you weren't wearing a shirt and jeans and like a pair of loafers you would have got the sh- you would have been beaten up basically I got dissed in
1: school for wearing a, a, a jacket was it was a, a no make jacket I did like a brand on it that no one
0: knew Oh that's the word was like
1: he's got one of them no make jackets on it was the last <laughs> time it. I wore it Your
0: nickname for 12 years <laughs>
1: <laughs> Julian no make jacket I was in Sydney when I was 16 my dad gave me this jacket to wear and it was all right and like and I was walking down the street. We were walking past a group of school kids that were about my age, and one of them went, Nice jacket. Oh, that's <laughs> so gay, it? Aww. I
0: never wore it again. Just That's all it takes. All it's got to take is one person to say one little offhand, even backhanded oh, no. like compliment. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> When somebody, when somebody goes, oh them, them them jeans are interesting, and you're like, oh, I see it. I've got to burn them in the you're garden. Very brave man. wearing them shoes, man. <laughs> brave is the. I used to get that. That's I, used, the worst. I used to wear quite sort of flowery shirts when I was like 18, thinking I was all cool, and actually I just look like fucking look like you know Jason Manford. That's why like I conformed Apollo.
1: completely to Ralph Lauren and Reebok classics.
0: But no, I mean the flowery shirt was like back then. This now it's sort of like thought of as like sort of a you know it is like you see like comedians wearing it on stage as a sort of like. I oh, want
1: like the Manford shirt? Yeah, that's of, what I mean. The yeah. Manford
0: wears it. And it's a thing of like, hey, it's a nice sort of like bit of fun, isn't it? But I used to wear when I was like 17 in pubs in South London. And I'd, you know, you'd think I'd have walked in fucking like coming from pride parade in like a big sort of feather boa and like the way people reacted
2: did you have your big curly hair then as well
0: Uh, this was pre curly hair well in terms of i hadn't grown it long i sort of probably had the differing levels i used to i shaved my head from the age of 16 up until about 19 um and then i then i started growing it into different
1: your hair's still curly now. If you grew it out, yeah? I think
0: I would. Yeah, I, do you know what? Even though I'm sort of clear, look at that man. I, don't, I want. I've not shaved it in three weeks. Just I just want to see how bald I've gone since I started oh. shaving it five years ago. And it's not as bad as I thought. But I reckon if I grew it out, I would have a funny little thin patch there, like a mad <laughs> scientist. Maybe the old Andy Zaltzman vibe innit? Just <laughs> oh
2: yeah, plugs are more popular now though.
0: But have you seen? Have you ever, have you been to Istanbul?
2: Uh, no, is it just full of men with like weird cut off scalps?
0: Yeah, because basically, like this, it's one of the so hot you go spots and get now. It done, yeah, yeah, it's one of the hot spots of like uh, it's hair plier. So everywhere you go in Istanbul now, there's loads of guys with just like a basically like a bandage on their head, or there's people like in sort of a, a week later recovery where you can just see they've got like you know their. He- is
1: it they- done well? Can you notice that? Because well, be like I in
0: rows, like like they're plant it. planting. Who's crest. had it? who's that and I do you know what I think Ah. thought I had it because I did a I did a gig gig with him like about nine months ago and I had again I hadn't shaved my hair in weeks and because I've always shaved it so skin tight for about the last five years he suddenly could see that I had hair on top and I, I could see him iron up the top of my head like I think he's had plugs I was like you know, I haven't had anything done. <laughs> Did he give you a wink? Well, he sort of gave me a look of someone who's been to Istanbul and had had their crispy head out for a couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> so does <laughs> he open about that? Because he's never mentioned probably that. going to be mortified.
0: <laughs> we have probably just <laughs> <laughs> maybe we, be, we could beep it. We could beep it. and then Yeah, I was could...
2: going to say um, beep that. <laughs> right, but There's then we'll, no let, we'll, let, listen, that, though, we'll let listeners
0: guess enough. which comedians had hair plugs. Um, that's <laughs> fine. Might be. No, stop! I'm mean, Which multiple? The more choice. you say it, the more I've got to beep it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, but I <laughs> have not had any work done. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Do you remember
2: I was asking if uh, you'd had your hair shaved off because of the ayahuasca thing? Yes. I. um, um
0: no, it was very much uh, male-pattern baldness that drove that decision. Why would
1: that, Why would it shave his hair because of the I, ayahuasca?
2: Because it had. Spiritual. Well, I went to see that show twice because I found it so interesting. The idea of you two going to Plumstead. Yep. <laughs> and. Uh, um. Well, it was because cause after that, Carl started wearing a big crystal around his... <laughs> it so, was,
0: do you know what? It, they, they, they happened. That was a happy accident. That didn't... That and wasn't vegan, That wasn't a... That oh, wasn't, right. The, yeah, that was a coincidence. My friend bought that for me just around the... No, I reckon it was a bit before the, the ayahuasca, but Would you do the ayahuasca again? Me? Yeah, yeah. I would. But not... So I, wouldn't, I was speaking I, I, to Louis. I wouldn't Louis. rush I was, to do it. But you, would you ever do anything like that, Fern? As, a, as somebody... You know, uh, I you talk sh- about, about smoking weed. you
2: am just my weed fun. Yeah, yeah I'm far more than I drink, actually, because um, I just, I like it and it's not got calories and it doesn't give me a hangover. You put and tobacco I actually, in it? I, no, I, I have a vape. Um, ah. I've smoked joints for years. I definitely um, think
0: I tried a vape in LA. Um, and, yeah, it's great. And it definitely because I, I I used to smoke weed like a, a lot, and then I s- gladly stopped because I don't think it was agreed with me. But um, I hadn't smoked in years, and anytime I would have a like, somebody would have one, I'd have a bit. I think oh, no, I was nice. It's gross. And then I had a couple. Mm. I had a I had a day on a vape in LA, at a festival, and obviously I was drinking and it was sunny. There's loads of different factors, but it was quality. Like, genuinely, yeah. it was really funny and, like, I, I def- it felt very different to just rolling up and smoking a big fat L, you know what I mean? It's
2: completely different because you can control it more. You don't feel like you're breathing in loads of smoke, so you can mm. have th- maybe three puffs of it and not feel like you've breathed much in and then you're fucked. Um, or But you're fucked in a way that it, you're able to kind of control it. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> I don't have any memory. But I'm yeah. the it doesn't the have kids. any effect
0: on you at all, guys. What was I saying
2: again? <laughs> yeah. Zero <laughs>
0: impact. Where am I? Um. I,
2: uh, I watched, there was a Netflix thing about alternative health. <clears> that's <throat> just come out and they had a thing on Ayahuasca and uh, I don't really want to cry about my relatives that seems to happen
0: it's a hard one but you don't (laughs) have to it's
1: definitely in the whole time wouldn't you like well that's
0: the thing there's different ways of doing it i went pretty you did more than me though i I did did. i I
1: didn't do the whole glass no i drank i did but the first one i was so scared but I'd dive I dive straight hugged, into I it. I hugged the shaman and I just wouldn't let go of him. For bad <laughs> I was like, because I had this bad DMT experience and I was well, literally terrified.
0: Well, I think you definitely, yeah. I could see, even though over the night, even when I'd come out, of a, white. I'd come out of a vision and I'd be crying and vomiting and shit, and I'd suddenly have a moment of clarity and I'd look over and I could see Julian was like. You definitely were trying to keep a lid on it a bit. I was kept, fighting
1: it the whole you time. You kept going
0: out and having a smoke and like just doing anything to try and keep some normality. Whereas... But when
1: I went for a I went for a wee in the in like we we're in a forest kind of thing in the back yeah, yeah. of a, a garden. It's a, but there's all big trees went for a wee and all the all the trees were like eyeballs and I was like trying to have a laugh with them I was trying to go leave it I was trying to because they were all like demonic and I was going leave it out. But I couldn't stop going my wee was like really taking ages and I was like so scared yeah, yeah. of these demons and I was going leave it out guys like just trying to keep it light <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just, because I, I like dived head first into it. I were really committed to you it. Just
1: went, go, go, go yeah,
0: first the glass, I did down. the whole lot. Second, And even like, by the time the second glass came around, I was in the shit already, man. I was feeling there's, rough.
1: There a the guy was next to me there, just there. dancing at the fire all night in like a shirt yeah. and
0: trousers. It was funny. But yeah, I just, I, but you don't, know, so there's different ways of going about it. You know I mean, you might have... You don't know the experience you're going to have until you do it. So I think that's yeah, the. Yeah. You know, it's not just yeah. all about crying about your family. It you,
1: takes you, if you somewhere. If you yeah, you can't, really, family, can't resist it. It just pulls you to that place.
0: Yeah. Like, have, you got, well, have. have you got historical issues with your family?
2: Well, I just—I don't get on with my parents in the normal way that a lot of do. But it will do. show
1: you things that hadn't occurred to you as well. It show you things oh, that I you don't would. Don't want that. You know what I mean? What, like what you're afraid but, of,
2: Because I, um. I just want. But the, it does the,
1: solve. Th- I'm not. A, I'm not recommending it. It's like it calls you. You know what I mean? But.
2: Yeah, I just want like, to suppress any. I don't. I know. I, want to find I know. Out like, I've been like fiddled with as a child 80, and, and you know I didn't mean? know or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Or imagine. Or what else? Um, I had a really bad experience on Salvia at uni. Oh, that's, which, that's, oh,
1: that's
0: brutal, that stuff.
2: I thought Salvia that, was just this head shop thing. It's yeah, horrific. It, I know.
0: I think the head shops sell uh, like a legal version it, of it, which is pretty shit, but there is it ones. It used to be like, legal in head shops. It's now it's parkour. illegal. But they used to sell the real
1: salvia a few years ago. Have you
0: watched on YouTube? There's a, a compilation video of people having bad salvia trips. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's one of yeah, the funniest like, things.
0: <laughs> people jumping out no windows engine. and shit. I mean, oh, it's man.
1: fucking scary, isn't it? You just go, like, it's so discombobulating. You don't know where you are, man. I went to, like, this jungle. I was under a swamp and, like... It's fucking bleak. I was just in a, I was in
0: Greenwich <laughs> on, a, on a sofa. What about, um, have you done any sort of uh, acid or any of those ones? Uh,
2: so, by I think
0: they're just as bad. They're, they're just acid by lethal. accident's gotta be like the worst thing
1: in it.
2: Yeah, I took something uh, that I thought was ecstasy, and it was at that time when there wasn't any ecstasy around, so everyone was taking like plant foods. What was it called? Methadrone. Everyone was taking just shit drugs for a lot of the time that I was at uni. And then I had these mental friends that said, um, oh, this is a bit trippy. It's like ecstasy, but it's a bit uh, it's got ketamine and acid in it as well. I don't know what I took, but I remember going to the toilets and uh, my head was
1: a big balloon and I was like, no!
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: And I just was so annoyed. Well, on top
1: of taking that, your head become a balloon as well. I mean, that's all <laughs> one you the Side yeah. effects. <laughs> yeah. And after it wears off, your head's still a balloon. There was one. For, there <laughs>
0: was, was one horrible. that came out like for a while. I remember it called like two PC or something like that's like two CP
1: LSD. Well, and
0: something. it was basically it was it was it was sold as like a mix of LSD and MDMA, and it was just yeah, yeah. grotty, man. It gave you the worst of both, not the best of both. I remember taking Maybe it that. At that was Festival. what I took. I mean, maybe it was. I I'm just really careful. Really... If ever
1: I do Sank again, I'm going to be so careful with it, man. <laughs> so dangerous. what
2: happened on 2CP? Good advice. <laughs> 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 mate,
1: you're really that careful. Maybe you won't be doing drugs, mate. I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to. Wow, oh, real yeah. health and safety officer over here.
0: The well, yeah, 2CP just felt like I didn't get the nice sort of any of the nice bits of any of it. It just felt like a bit. Grotty and a bit sort of everything just felt wonky. It was like salvia, actually. When I did salvia, I didn't, I just had a very gross experience. I felt like it was sort of like I felt like I'd had a stroke essentially for about half an hour.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did did DMT about two hours after salvia. Ah, I did it so, the same go. day. Slide,
0: I'm going to take it carefully, guys. I, I Always what, the read the instructions.
1: Did, it almost made me brave, though. After that, I thought, right, I'm ready for the DMT. But right. I'd say they're both as strong as each other.
0: I think, but DMT
1: is um, just more intense. Like yeah. it's more. a fast pace. Mm.
2: Is DMT the one where you feel like you're dying?
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. What did you <laughs> see is. on it? That's the one, yeah. Do
0: you want to buy some? Well, we've told the no. stories on here before, but basically Julian had a particularly extreme bad DMT trip. I I, I had loads of good ones back in the day that were very positive. Quite I scary. I was
1: screaming from my gut like I'm being murdered for like half an hour. It why a do
2: a lot of my male friends have really positive experiences on hallucinogenics and then women not so much? And I can't work out why. That is That's because men are
0: strong, I think. <laughs> or men have so much repressed anger and stuff. We just love. I the think that might be
1: what it is. Yeah, like they I repress- mean it's that
0: thing of maybe we're we're so out of touch with that sort of any p- calmness or something. That, you know, everything's always just sort of like pent up, isn't it? That maybe that the release of the sort of hallucinogen makes us feel so blissful.
2: Well, I don't know if women do maybe do less of those drugs or what. Because I'll I find it hard to meet other women's stoners. No, no, well. there
0: is. Yeah, I reckon there's definitely a. You know, it, it's weird. That's the thing. Because I, I, I did hallucinations years back in the day when I was young, and I'm, not, I'm a bit sort of. I don't know how I feel about the modern incarnation of how trendy they become. Well, not just trendy, but like spiritual. Like, well, no, it, but I like the spiritual side of it. But it's also become a bit more like you know It's a
1: whole community, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: so like from real reality. Joe Rogan's podcast banging on about doing it, and like you know, and I just I feel like there's a lot of people that do it, and it's not. They're not. I don't know. I don't know if they're doing it for the right reasons. I, I, maybe I'm just being pretentious and think that I know what I'm know better, but. I feel like
2: that about everyone taking MDMA now because when I was younger, it used to just be like the bad kids like me that took it. Yeah. And then then suddenly it's like fucking comedians in their 30s now all take it because they enjoyed their time at school
0: that's the funniest though is when you see comedians like sort of in their 30s and 40s who start taking drugs that didn't take them when they were young and you're like like, you have missed the boat now you're just on a you're on the road to ruin essentially aren't you
2: (laughs) yeah it's such a thing because even this is how boring i am now i've had the same ecstasy in a drawer in my house that i bought at my 30th for my 30th birthday i'm now 34 and uh sometimes i'll say to my boyfriend should should we take it maybe for our anniversary or something and then we just can't be bothered and then the new year will be like we should take it (laughs) and i'll tell you the last time i took it was for the incredibly practical reason of getting my edinburgh photos done because i find (laughs) getting my photo taken so uncomfortable um and then I saw a picture of me on Eckies and I was like, fuck, I look beautiful because <laughs> I've not got any inhibitions and I don't have the cringing inside yeah, that makes yeah. me horrified when I see a camera. So I took Eckies for my Edinburgh pictures and I got really good pictures out of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, I remember them. my
2: agent trying to hug me as we were leaving and I was like, don't, let's not do this. It will feel too Have you ever good. tried
1: putting music on when you're having your
0: photos done? That's why I, I, that I always I would... always have music on during photo yeah. uh, shoots.
2: Music's not going to get rid of like the deep self-loathing I feel about my face. Yeah, <laughs> so, <I> mean, <laughs> not like the drugs.
0: It's <laughs> like, it almost and, like and saying, "If I try not, um, not worrying about it, <laughs> That's that sort of thing." Yeah. <laughs> hey um,
2: like, don't you know, overthink F8 it even, i find the music more embarrassing
0: um i took uh when was it two years ago three years ago i, I took acid to go to the chortle awards that was the last time i <laughs> that took That sounds it, like
1: the worst thing I well no think. because
0: i didn't want to go i don't like award ceremonies so like i've never liked i've never i've, I've avoided most of them like any not like that sounded like all the ones i've been on. but i mean i've avoided ones even to the point i didn't go to the the edinburgh comedy award uh, lunch the, the year I got nominated for the main award, I just went. I did a gig instead, right? Um, that's because I don't like awards ceremonies or just uh, yeah, even the idea of awards. I sort of I don't. I know like how, them when I win. No, Other than
1: that, then, I'm not really about that thing. kind of
0: commercial but, side of it when I don't win. <laughs> But a few friends, I was in London, you know, I I was around for the Chortle Awards for like the first time in ages. Normally I'd be in Australia, and a few mates said, Oh, come on, we'll go. It'll be a laugh. And then me and John Hastings hatched upon the plan that I basically said, I'll go, but I I need to be on something that will like make it manageable. So we took acid, a few of us, and went uh, to the awards.
1: Most unmanageable I could imagine. And it was,
0: yeah, it was was hard. It was really hard. And then I won the award I was up for, and I had to go and do a Mm. speech. And, um, and I, I've, ne- I've never watched the footage of the speech. I think it's available somewhere online. We'll put it up on our Patreon. I reckon it was short and sweet, but I've, I, was, I remember just being so, like, in this space of, like, head loving bologna. everyone <laughs> <with> my <big laughs> head. But it was, I mean, it was brutal. Like, it, there was a moment when I, I was, we were really in the shit. Like we'd, I was just chatting to somebody. I can't remember who it was. And in my head, I was like, I've made such an error being on acid here this is it's heightened everything
2: and what did steve bennett look like did you see his his spirit
0: beautiful i didn't actually <laughs> i don't even remember seeing him there i probably i mean i probably had a 45 minute conversation with him but, but i've no, <laughs> he stayed no at his that night. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, it was just one of them things where I thought, here's a good idea, It'll get me through it, and it just sort of backfired. But you've done acid at weddings and stuff, like, haven't you? I mean, yeah, I once did it at a wedding and that backfired as well, but that's that's not talking about it. Was it
2: yours and Hannah's? No,
0: it was not. Although I do think somebody gave me something at mine and Hannah's wedding, just at the peak of it when I was really pissed. I rem- I have a memory of go- getting from drunk to, like, feeling... I think I don't know if somebody gave yeah. Oh. I, I, there was a few friends there, I think, that might have been sort of getting on it a bit, and uh I suspect at some point I was not spiked. I reckon I was probably given it and I accepted it willfully, but I don't remember that. I just remember going from drunk to this is something else quite rapidly. Fucking hell! Which is no way. I didn't want to, you know, don't do you know, drugs, kids. Is the bottom drugs, line? You know, at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> all any function, just uh, just do I don't you
1: know. do any drugs anymore.
0: I don't either. I hardly drink. I'm such a boring bastard. So I've got a baby though. Um, what? Well, obviously, we've been. You know, I didn't drink hardly any during lockdown. Did you, what were you? Were you smoking a lot? Or not? Were you vaping a lot? No,
2: I. I so I hardly drank most of the year, and then I drank a bit more during lockdown because we thought we did that wanky thing of being like oh, let's support this small wine shop. Yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. yeah. It's, um, good. it's good reasoning, to be honest. Yeah, so we would drink like, things like posh red wine and vermouth. <laughs> what, is the, <laughs> not, what is vermouth?
0: Yeah. I've never known what vermouth it's, is. I just hear it's that. It's
2: very delicious and like sherry, it's becoming a, right. a hipster drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got in and drink in gained 10 pounds remembered that's why i don't drink and uh, stopped again but i didn't smoke weed very much but i did buy a load of weed because i was watching this hbo show called high maintenance um that's great it's just about a drug dealer do- My uh, maintenance stoner. it's great isn't it yeah yeah so it, good it, it made me want to smoke weed and that happens a lot when i see it on telly and then i get it and i'm just not bothered about it um And I've actually not felt the need to smoke it in lockdown, and it made me realise how stressed I was with uh, gigging constantly before, because I was often smoking it to switch off after. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, I used to do that. Yeah, it works. um, Yeah, it's a weird one. We talked about this a lot early in lockdown about sort of the benefits of it, and uh, and I think that was the main one that seemed to pop up quite a lot. Was people were quite.
1: Switching enjoying the off and forced
0: stuff. break from constantly touring and gigging, yeah. you know you don't realise actually it's, it does take its toll until you stop. I loved it. it. I
1: loved it for the first four months or so. It was only when the world started getting a bit bleak, didn't it? Like
0: get a bit, yeah. everything got a bit heavy, but. Well, it was, yeah. I think you said off. it. I have you saying I've never been around, happier. around the sort of George Floyd bit, there was this turn, this sort yeah. of global turn to. And there was maybe, a big me, like-, like the Me Too thing. It was just everything yeah, was a bit there was depressing. George
2: Floyd, the, yeah. another comedy Me Too thing. And, and it then, just started
0: the sort of snowball of, oh, we're back to just there being loads of other news rather than just hearing about the sort of COVID every day. It's hard to know, just keep yeah. it
1: light and be like do jokes. Yeah. Yeah, it just made the rest of the world feel a bit real again. I was the real victim of all of that. Do you know what I mean? (laughs)
0: That's what what I'm trying to say. Um, But now it feels like we're back to just everything being shit and having to go out into it again, haven't we? Which is, I have enjoyed the gigs, every one of them, though.
1: That's true.
2: Yeah, it made me more grateful for... uh, Because I was a real moaning bitch before about... Uh, gigs, and now I'm like, oh, I had a really luxurious life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, out just before the lockdown, I was in South Africa, and I remember we were bitching about the hotel, even though we were in like a five star hotel in Cape Town. Yeah. But I was annoyed because uh, my room service didn't turn up on time or something. It's mad, isn't
0: it? The amount of <laughs> times I've, I've, the amount of times I've yeah. at gigs. Marble tables. Like, I'm being paid to perform, and I'm there going, "Fucking!" They might even sort me out a drink, mate. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, I get. Don't get me wrong; I think that's a, You know, most clubs do sort you out with drinks when you get to one. They don't offer you a drink. Part of you feels like, "What am I just fucking?" You know, the cleaner or something. <laughs> well, actually, funny you're
2: saying that. Uh, in South Africa, fell Neckle and. Uh, the, all the old men comedians would like kick off if we didn't have our sandwich before ah, they brought to us. Each
0: night. That generation, that generation of comedians, like, yeah, was,
2: everyone said this.
0: And this is not Phil Phil's a mate, don't get me wrong, but like, you know, it's I'm talking about that. I that was a generation that when I started, I was the kid, and they're all the, sort of like the headliners and all that. And then, sort of, I, just, I was always this like giddy, excited, oh my god, we're in. Kill Kenny or whatever and then everyone would just be sitting there pissing and moaning about, You had the hotel breakfast here it's fucking shit isn't it Just <laughs> like
1: talking about the M25 and the
0: junctions and stuff yeah, that thing of, yeah, I remember just being, like, really sad. Like, not sad, but I found it quite bleak Them early days of learning what comedians talk about in dressing rooms. You thought everyone would just be laughing and, like, hey. And everyone, yeah. everyone was going, fucking, you should be able to park for free outside this club. <laughs> it's <was> just tedious <laughs> conversations. Yeah, uh,
2: same. I couldn't believe how much old men comedians are, like, old women on yes. those sorts of trips away. So they were all, like... when are we going to get our uh, sandwiches and uh, oven (laughs) pizzas? And I was like, lads, it's South Africa. Everything costs about 20p. Like you could get a steak and chips delivered to your fucking room. Um, And it's not singling them out. It's just like loads of trips like that. It's so funny. What I
0: find the funniest is I've done weekends of gigs away uh, in amazing cities. You know, like, you know, you go to Cardiff for a weekend or Manchester or whatever. And I'm on with comics who've been playing that club for 25 years. And I'll say, oh, should we go for a walk around? Like in Manchester, i would be like, should we go for a walk around the Northern Quarter? And they'll be like, where's that? And it's like, they literally (laughs) in 25 years made no effort to get to know the city they're visiting. You know, I remember they'll just spend the whole weekend sitting in their hotel room with their fucking iPad on their belly watching Netflix. You know, there's no attempt to go out and explore the city and actually appreciate the fact you're getting to travel.
2: Yeah, I always do the same. I'll because I'm a bit weird about sticking to a routine. So whenever I travel, I'll try and find. You maybe do this. I'll try and find the very best coffee shop in yeah. that town, um, and then uh, the very best place for breakfast. Usually, I'll try and get like a combination of the two. Yeah, yeah. And I go there.
0: It's I mean you're, we've discussed it in the past, uh, which is our our coffee snobbery.
2: Yeah, didn't you go somewhere in Melbourne where the coffee was like a hundred dollars? They
0: have a hundred dollar pour over, which I didn't get, but um, it's um, it's yeah, it's quite a famous. It was in the newspapers when they put it on the menu because it was like, yeah, you know, it's a classic thing of like, no other hipsters can, fucking can't can afford houses. It's like,
1: oh yeah,
0: and that's obviously not how it works. Hundred dollar
1: them. coffee.
0: Yeah, but it's a you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a novelty that it's meant to be like the the best bean in the world, whatever. But. You know, no. Somebody gets Was one it, probably once every three months.
1: Did you try it?
0: No, no, no. I just went for Fair a enough. very good quality pour over. Do you make coffee at home? Do you, you do you make like a
2: yes?
0: A, a, a pour over.
2: Uh, I don't like pour over. I like really? Aero-press. I uh, AeroPress. I've never heard so of pour over.
0: Pour over is um, the one where you've got it in a little sort of funnel and a little you've got your little pot and you sort of pour water slowly through the Oh,
2: but that's essentially what an aeropress is. Yeah, you, yeah. you do that. Well, this is what I started doing in lockdown when I was really bored. Is um looking up the World Aeropress championships <laughs> uh and looking up the winning <laughs> um, recipes. Yeah. Then I would follow that to the letter and it's as detailed as like pour coffee on the grind pour this many mils of water on the coffee for fifteen seconds. Yeah. Pause. Now pour less many <laughs> mils of
0: water on the coffee yeah. for thirty
2: seconds then one of the recipes you start at 20 times with a chopstick i done all of this
0: well that's a, the amazing thing is the, the difference in recipes like in, in the pour over ones i've done the same thing i've watched loads of videos of like the person who won the the, the award for the best pour over
2: oh i and can't believe other people have done this i
0: know one year it will be like just a classic some guy who goes no i'm just like you know just a gentle pour for the whole time and then one the, the, another year it'll be like a japanese guy who's like no it's 15 seconds, this many grams of water. Like it's so specific. And I've tried all the different ones and I've always just settled on a very simple technique that works for me.
2: Well, the main thing that people get wrong making coffee and the worst coffee is when it's burnt. Yeah. Whether people burn it with scalding hot water or the or the beans are roasted too dark. Yes. Um so but I just (laughs) maybe if I made pour over myself it would taste better because I've had AeroPress in coffee shops and it's shit
0: yeah yeah it's a weird Nescafe mate I mean yeah Julian has got why don't I
2: just go to women's prison (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> drink Nescafé.
0: But Julian has got the That's lowest like bar of setting. like coffee standards out of anyone I know. You will drink any old piss.
1: I do it for the kit. I mean, I do like nice coffee. Like when I'm yeah. in Edinburgh, there's so
0: many nice places.
1: I do like, I'm a, I've am got a good coffee machine as well, but yeah, yeah. I just, I kind of just like that Nescafe Azera just for, you could just knock it up within about 10
0: seconds and <laughs> it wakes you up and it tastes all right. It's all right, but it's very it's it's at the very bottom end of all right. If you like, it's just above like complete instant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What have you got? Any instant in your house, Fern, or is it an absolute? (laughs) No, No. and
2: I wish I did because. My my dad lives in England as well. Uh, well, just lives in Milton Keynes. So when he comes over, he'll ask for a coffee and I feel disgusted making him an yeah. Aeropress because he can't taste the difference because he yeah. smokes like a million fags a day. And then he'll just like <laughs> slurp it down like it's Nescafe. Cafe um yeah i feel like the relationship between me and my parents is like i'm like frazier and my dad's the old policeman yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms of my levels of pretentiousness
0: that's what i've always i i, I went to visit my parents yesterday and uh and I, it was I, had, I did exactly the same visit i have every fucking time where i go in <laughs> thinking that'll be different this time it'll be nice and we'll be a family <laughs> and um, my uncle and aunt were there and we were like, you know, said so they would meet the baby. My parents have, yeah, only met Twyla twice just because, you know, oh, they're God. old and, you know, just it's a hassle getting over to them. To like, for the time being, while she's so small, and uh, and we went, and it was just so stressful. Everyone's, just I basically, what happened is I go in, and then I become like this facilitator where I have to fix everyone's shit. So, like, within five minutes of being there, I had to set up my aunt's new phone. Like that, she'd just got, and like, and that took me 45 minutes. So I'm not even now, it's to a landline. Order. Well, no, it's just a, she's just got a new contract, and I had to sort it all out. And wow. I just sit there and basically spend an hour and a half fixing stuff, have no actual familial conversations, and then we just leave. And it's like, it's basically like being a handyman.
2: <laughs> and are your family all Irish?
0: Yeah, well, but this they are like all my aunts and that, and uncles and all are Irish. My mummy is my dad. was born in London, but he's his parents had only just come over, really, and he's always been Irish. Like, he's just one of these Irish guys who's sort of, mm. even though he's born in London, has never, never, ever been English. You know what I mean? It was weird. Yeah. It's like everyone he grew up with was Irish, and he's so he's even though he's got a London accent, like he's he's just he's oh he he says he's Irish, and he's, he's never supported any English team or it's like you know the football team and rugby team and. So I was raised just thinking, "Well, we're Irish, aren't we?" But then I yeah,
2: suddenly, yeah, I got to
0: about fifteen. And I suddenly had a bit of a crisis of identity, and I, I got really English when I, in my mid-teens. Cause I sort of rebelled <laughs> against my family's Irishness, and I'd been forced to go to Ireland for the six-week school holidays for ten years at that point.
2: Whereabouts st- in Ireland?
0: Roscommon. Uh, in oh Portland, fuck! Which is like <laughs> west, bleak, fucking yeah. So like, I was just so sick of. You know that being an, like a second-generation Irish kid that I went fuck this, and I to, I remember it was Euro '96. I started supporting the English football team, and my parents were livid, and well, my dad was. My mum was just pretty chilled, but uh, and it was just that. And I remember my mates. I had loads of Irish mates growing up because we all grew up in an area where there was a lot of Irish people, and um, and they were my. They were like it was like I'd suddenly gone like I'd gone out in a t-shirt with the Queen on the front. Do you know what I mean? It was that sort of level of. Uh, treachery for me supporting the English football team.
2: Ross Common's like uh, one of the bits of Ireland that's as conservative as Donegal in terms of like they vote um, voted against gay marriage oh, yeah, and they that is, voted against abortion. I stuff.
0: remember when the first uh, non-white person moved to the town, the little town my mum's from, Boyle and he was just an Asian bloke who, start, who set up a market stall and it was like the talk of the town. I could have, but like I remember, we got there and like it was literally like. So what's happened in the last eleven months since we were here? And it'd be like, well, I'll tell you what happened since then. You know, <laughs> you'd hear about the Asian shopkeeper. So yeah, it's a weird, very old-fashioned. Now I've re, I've, I've, my, my sort of needle has rebalanced, and now I feel quite close to my Irish roots, and I like going over and. Yeah, I've sort of I think as as I've got more and more sick of English nationalism i've drifted much more back to being more irish i think so.
2: yeah man english nationalism's like uh absolutely wild and at a
0: at the minute i'm sure it was like i don't remember it in the 90s there was because in the 90s things felt all right in the late 90s like there was mm. cool britannia and new labor and everything's like hey man it's quite cool to be british isn't it like you know we're english but we're british and it was all sort of quite cool yeah. And there was none of this sort of like, no, I want a fucking St George's flag outside my window, you fucking cunt. Fuck off home. Like that sort of thing. There was obviously some of it, but it wasn't definitely wasn't as um prevalent in most circles, I think.
2: That's interesting to know, yeah, because I wasn't really aware of it and then I wasn't sure if it was just because I now live in England. I'm more aware of it. But there's bits um there's definitely bits in the south of England that are just oh, wild. Ken. like Essex. Yeah, well, I didn't want to see Essex and Kent, but that was what I was thinking.
1: No, but do you hey, know what it, it you're is? Where are you from, Julian? London sides, man.
2: We're in London? Oh,
1: I'm in Blackheath now, but I grew up in like Plumstead, then Greenwich I moved to. and You're was... like
2: down the road from me. Yeah. I'll I know, Ca- I know Catford London. really
1: well. I used to go to the cinema there. Is it still there?
2: There is a posh new cinema there oh, called Catford Muse.
1: I used to go, that was my go-to. Like Lewisham's, no Lewisham Centre so was like the shopping
0: area. The um,
2: I can't believe Catford was your go-to.
0: Well, the cinema, yeah, or has Lewisham. It still got, or has, village. It, has it still got a shit cat coming off the... I don't think the cat's yeah. there anymore, is it? Is it still yeah, there? It's. is. it? Is it? That, yeah, is the, exactly. was that is the I was a the worst sign. When I lived over that side of town, man, I used to hate that thing so but I was a
1: kid. I used to be excited on the bus. There's a cat's coming up. <laughs> look at a cat. Well, it's a fucking big. What cat, do you mate? think's
2: happened with a cat now? The Catford's getting gentrified. Oh, they that's... fucking there's Catford BR right there's like a, there's catford uh beer and catford coffee and they use they have like the cat as like our icon now oh, and yes symbol of it there's a crossfit gym opened five minutes up the road from me
0: fucking crossfit
2: i know i've been going though but uh and there's- <laughs> I, was try-
1: I was gonna get into it i got one at canary Wharf. it just seems like a I don't know it's, it's so like a cult, cult. mate Everyone's yeah yeah, so yeah. get into
0: it
2: yeah it's them me, funny the chin-ups they can, do um,
0: and those kipper yeah, they chin-ups shit
2: chin
1: up.
0: they're so bad for you aren't they everything looks uh-huh. like it's everything looks like a normal exercise that a five-year-old's decided to redesign like the
1: way they use momentum to kip up you know what i mean <laughs> no, I just so happy, you? <laughs> it's just you look
2: like you left a bit julian i just sort just
1: of hunt a lot and stuff
0: <laughs> Just does press ups. I've just come back in from his, war. In his bed <laughs> it's like a prison cell.
1: During lockdown, I was like American psycho. You though, were,
0: like, man. Just putting videos taxi of each You know, when he's
1: like just with the fucking internal, like doing handstand push ups. And, and talking to yourself in a mirror <laughs> constantly. Can
2: you do a handstand push up?
1: Only about 15, perfect form. How about you? <laughs> That's well Maybe hard. Maybe one. <laughs> you know what? I it, can... it, it, it isn't that hard. Like, I, i've I, I was quite surprised everyone was surprised i could do it i'm not like really athletic
0: you've got a, you are i mean you are blessed with you know obviously you do you An incredible a, no but a small frame as well as it not that's not a criticism i mean you're sort of you know you've in terms of your nice leg once, neg. once you get right. your body weight once you get your top sort of you know you upper body strength legs are, my it. legs are slim yeah, like. you've not got massive chunky fat thighs have you, you know, no. you're sort of a slight individual I've got an
1: incredible torso like a statue but <laughs> there's also
0: <laughs> one of the statues at the bottom of a river that that Last matter <laughs> one, of, one of the racist ones <laughs> <laughs> thrown in the lake <laughs> i'm <laughs> um, sorry my wires are all caught
2: no CrossFit's pish and because uh, 'cause i've I'm i mean i like I, I like the
1: colorful weights like they use and there seems to be a nice positive you know they all look incredible shapers but i'm looking at the CrossFit games like the the best of them i suppose
2: the the bit it's basically i was i was lifting a lot and regularly before all this and I'd been doing it for about two years and then I was finally getting um Decent results. I'll tell you, Carl. I was going to the same trainer. You went to?
0: Yeah, I went to Dave. Sorry for screaming. Oh, Dave Dynamite. Life. Dave Dynamite. Dave Brockway. I went to him for to get in shape for my wedding. I just yeah,
2: because t- he kept saying to me, "Carl so has run. unbelievable strength." I've got, I've got, I've got,
0: I've got uh, innate strength. I don't need you know, It's just yeah. there. But,
2: uh, yeah, Julian. He would he would always go. You know, Carl. <laughs> Carl like stopped <stuck laughs> it. He just. He just is like a natural at weightlifting.
0: I could, yeah, I just—I don't know. It's a, uh, yeah, you're quite i quite bendy, aren't you as
1: well, Cole? Like you're
0: quite. I'm quite flexible supple. and um, just got—I've just got sort of proper. Just you know, it's mental strength more than anything. It's more in the mind yeah, than yeah. it is in the body. That's what I've always said. Well,
2: I've been going to uh, Dave for about a year, and uh, he's just fucking great because. Um, does, does he do meal
1: plans fat. and stuff as well? Yeah, that's he the thing. So want, I was going. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to another trainer before who's a lovely man, um, but he had me doing basically a CrossFit-style workout. And whenever I was like, oh, I wish I could eat less, he would be like oh, I find it really hard to put on weight. And he'd always just been, like, a stunningly attractive man. Whereas I went to Dave.
0: It's Dave tough for used us, to be man. a comedian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he used to be an absolute fucking size, mate. Oh, he was massive, yeah, he wasn't
1: he? Yeah, you know,
0: he was, And he said, that's not a critic. So he puts photos he of that. He was a his, character, oh. didn't he, on stage? Like. Well, it was sort of yeah. a character, yeah. It was, Um, yeah, he was just sort of a very heightened version of himself. So you meet him, like, he's such a sort of gently spoken just normal guy isn't he but he's on he's stage he was, he was mad it was really it was really interesting but yeah. he also
2: would be like anytime i was like oh i just want to look emaciated he'd be like well you gotta get your calories down first yeah. <laughs> that's me trying to be english <laughs> stop eating so much and uh he would
1: amazing yeah. english yeah. accent is it no <laughs> Stop
2: eating so much.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like an old witch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dorothy. Um, so he's, he's brilliant because I didn't want to be given a meal plan and it'd be like but you're in chicken go- and broccoli because I don't want to do that. You're mm. in
1: like good shape and stuff though, aren't you?
2: I gained 10 pounds in lockdown and I'm o- only just back to my, almost back to my starting weight now. What's 10 pounds in
1: kilograms?
0: About six, isn't it?
2: No, like no. two or three kilograms. Really? I
0: reckon I packed. I reckon I packed on f- over five kilograms in lockdown. I'm f- fucking chunky. Yeah, it. it's. I need it's to sort grim. my shit out.
2: And it, it just was, I thought, I've got like, because if you're a girl, you can't really complain about being fat without it being politicised, so not yeah. on that house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can't celebrate it when you, when you get... Like, else, did you white. see it? Adele? I couldn't yeah. believe Adele was just happy. Oh my she, God. She's the happiest she's ever been with her body. Also, and she just uh, gets ripped down. Stop trying to shame us.
2: Adele lost weight very gradually over like a 10 year That's the point, isn't it?
1: Do it healthily. Like, you can, if you drop it too quickly, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. Or it suggests you're doing it in a dangerous manner. Yeah, I just got smaller
2: and smaller over the time of doing comedy. But I got more into like exercise while doing comedy. But um, I don't think it's oppressive to eat within your. Cowdy saying, i don't like. really,
0: but i also think i just annoy, and i get annoyed with the fact that people think you're sort of how you look and how you feel about yourself and how you portray that out so that yes you're if you, if you put a photo of yourself on your instagram saying I'm, I'm just i'm feel like i'm in really good shape at the minute i'm really happy that isn't an affront to anyone you've just that's you talking about you i find it really yeah. annoying when people go like as if that is a direct attack on them it's like you've taken it that way that's not in, mean, there's literally not yeah. a moment that that intention was there
2: yeah
1: it's um... i always
0: put what's your excuse yeah exactly you know i exactly. yeah, well, don't get me wrong when i get ripped in the next six months <laughs> when i've got I'll my v
1: proper i'll be
0: putting it on going all you it. fat cunts this is for you <laughs> this was my life <laughs> by the way that was a joke <laughs> i won't actually say that but um, but what i mean is,
2: the...
0: yeah i just think it's weird that people take uh you know you don't have to take other people's lives personally yeah
2: I think the hardest thing, though, to learn for me is to is that I have to eat the right number of calories and eat, I can just go to the gym four times a week, but as long as I eat the right number of calories, that's what makes the difference because you can yeah. have fucking six-pack abs underneath all your fat and no one can eat. Well, everyone's
1: got abs, haven't they? It's like it's like abs are made in the kitchen, they say, don't they? So that is mainly yeah. diet, yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: There we go. I might
2: you? need to go in a minute. Yeah, no, I was going to say, go, we've, got, got, we've rattled on I'm for I'm giving ages. away I my didn't know. to friends, so they're <laughs> to, coming round. You've got
0: to do your bun uh, session. Um, yeah, I didn't realise <laughs> we'd end up talking about this stuff for so long. Um, but it was good. It's interesting. Um, it's
2: my favourite topic, to it, be is, it is, And I love that you know Dave Dynamo.
0: Dynamite, that was his net name. Dave Dynamo. Dynamite, that was his on-stage name. It was. Yeah, He was one of the first comics I ever saw. Uh, but, yeah. It's, um
2: Just having a comedian as a personal trainer makes such a difference because they understand
0: that you live in a hotel. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, Right, before we say goodbye and wrap everything up, Julian, any other business?
1: Um, Follow us on patreon.com slash two vegan idiots.
0: Yeah, we've got some extra stuff on there um i've got no um, shame about saying that anymore i got over no, that i tend to pass it to you i tend to like, put the ball <laughs> in the know. box and let you try and get your nut on it i don't <laughs> mind like. uh, firm what's your new podcast
2: oh it's called wheel of misfortune with firm brady and Alison spittle and uh we just talk about humiliating things that have happened to us every week
0: excellent
2: we had the nun from dairy girls on last week she's she was one of the best
0: Ah, oh, she's great i love that yeah. show it's really really good um, I hadn't
2: even seen it. I just met the nun at uh, and thing, and she was so funny. <laughs> t- got oh, one,
0: up. one quick, sorry recommendation. I don't know if either of you have watched it, but just listeners, you've got to watch. Uh, I hate Susie. The new.
2: Oh my god, I is, love that show. We
0: we finished it the other night, and it is genuinely, you know, I sort of, I, I I I loved it so much that I couldn't like. But at the end of it, I sort of felt so empty that it wasn't. That I wasn't going to get to watch it anymore. It's, it's
2: totally about Billy paper and Lauren's fault.
0: 100 percent and like, but what I found so it's so it's so genuinely made like an authentic even though it's about a celebrity like you know there's a lot of stuff it would be hard to get right and like there's just scenes in it that are just the best that first episode you know it's like that oh, moment it's you can so feel good. it you can feel that moment of you've got a busy day of, of like you know b- b- putting your face on and being happy and suddenly you find out you fuck just your, your life up. And you've got to just yeah. continue doing it. And it is so brilliant. She's an amazing act- actor, actually. I saw her in, yeah. a, saw her in a play called Yermo a couple of years ago, and it was fucking incredible.
2: I watched uh, that series all the way through twice because I loved it so much. And especially, look, I started reading up on Billy Piper after. This isn't a spoiler. There's an episode where her family, she goes to a family I, wedding. I, that and
0: episode just hit so yeah. many notes with me.
2: Basically, her family are all scum. And then I looked into it and (laughs) Billy Piper actually is a Ned. Her family are all Neds. They sold a story on her to the son. Yeah. And her sister is playing her actual sister in it.
0: It's amazing. It's the the it's such a. On Netflix is it? No, it's on um
2: Sky. Well, I bought a Now TV thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's on Now TV if you haven't got a Sky subscription. But it's honestly, you know, I loved the the show before that that I think had the similar sort of success or like people talking about like how amazing it was made was that um, i may destroy you which i loved yeah yeah but what i loved what i found myself with i hate susie there were scenes in it that i've experienced myself like genuinely have lived some moments in that show and i was just like oh my god it just did stuff to me that made me feel so sad at times but so I, you're I, the
2: first man i know that liked it oh, sorry really yeah, because I tried to get my boyfriend to watch it, and then we got to like the musical number, and he was like, "I'm out." Oh, I love that. I
0: I like a moment <laughs> that catches you off guard in a show where it's they it just throw something in. But anyway, Will
2: you watch it, Julian.
0: Nah, but you, I won't. you can't. It. You can't watch anything that's longer than a seven minutes long on YouTube.
1: <laughs> I mean, it does sound interesting. I don't know about the musical side of it, though. There's
0: not. There's just some, it's just it's one little there. moment. They just throw ah. a little moment in just to catch you off guard, and that's it. There's no other musical stuff in it at all.
1: I find it hard to watch stuff. I watched the started the fall. Actually, That's meant to be brilliant. I mean, I watched anyway. the Departed the other night, but I couldn't. I did about half an hour of it. I'm going to do it in stages.
2: <laughs> Is that about dead people?
1: No. What,
0: the oh, film, right. The Departed?
1: Yeah, the film. It's only two and a half hours long.
0: <laughs> it's three hours long. Honestly,
1: I, I've got ADHD, I'm pretty sure. You haven't got ADHD. Everyone's got
0: ADHD nowadays. I know. Because we distracted I think by I screens. Just my son got diagnosed watch with it. it.
1: And I've, I'm basically, this, we've got the same thing. Okay. That's my um, official
0: diagnosis. Well, let's let Fern go and uh, give away uh, pastries. Enjoy your baking. <laughs> um, thanks. Thanks for coming on. um, thanks
2: for having me this is my main social life now is doing podcasts
0: (laughs) in your cupboard yeah Um, Right. we'll see and speak to everyone next time (laughs) yes